Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Jeff Torrey, usually joined by Craig Phillips, but today is taking a well-deserved day off. So we have a guest host for you, the uh, whatever you want to call him, uh, Jay Nasty, 2018 champ, the Windy City Kid, uh, Mr. James Walsh. So yeah, just James will do. <laughs> just James, all right, fine. We'll do it just James sitting in his brand new house out in the Windy City. How is it treating you out there, buddy? It's good. It's, uh, you know, it's a rough sports town, but uh, we got the win over the Lions last week, so I'm feeling good. I was going to say, well, I live in a little rougher, rougher of a sports town at the moment. So, <laughs> but anyway, Browns versus Bengals. Let's get right into it. So Browns come out ahead, 35 to 30. Uh, let's just address that first of all. Overall, as a game, what did you kind of expect going into this thing? Um, I almost bet the under. It was like 44 and a half. I wasn't expecting a lot, but I kind of shied away because the defenses aren't that great. And I don't know. I kind of felt like Baker wanted to prove something tonight with like the number one pick stigma being in Ohio. And uh, so I, I kind of shied away from that, but I wasn't expecting 65 points. No, I don't, I really don't think anyone was to be quite honest, but uh, I mean, speaking of that, might as well talk about the team that actually won. We can start with Baker, which <laughs> I love this shirt, by the way. Yeah, I purchased it for our draft a couple years ago. I, I remember when we actually went to Cleveland that year too, didn't we? And <laughs> Great so town for a fantasy uh, football draft. Very true. I actually really enjoyed it. I didn't think I would. I had a lot of fun. But um, Baker Mayfield, I mean, he, he started off really hot in the first half, right? I mean, he finished off a little uh, colder than he began it. He did throw one pick. It was, I don't, I mean, you know, it wasn't a great one, but I also don't, I don't think it was a bad throw. I thought it was on target. He just did not see the, the defender coming the opposite way. Um, I don't know. How, what do you think about Baker Mayfield going forward? I mean, I like him against bad teams. Like he got destroyed by the Ravens last week. So, I mean, they have Pittsburgh in their division. I think they've got a somewhat easy schedule. Next week's a pretty easy one, but then like the week after they have Dallas and I don't know. I wouldn't trust him enough to play him. Yeah. So you're not, you're not there yet. You're going to keep him on the back. You're probably not even putting him on your, on your team at the moment. Right. I mean, no, yeah. He's yeah. QB on waivers. QB is, QB is insanely deep anyway. But um, speaking of that, the wide receivers, he does throw to because obviously they've turned into a rushing team <laughs> and we'll get yeah. to them in a moment. <laughs> but um, it was good to see that, you know, OBJ finally got back into form a little bit. He could have had two touchdowns really. But he, he definitely got that. Yeah, he definitely <laughs> got that first one. What is your outlook on him? Because everyone's wondering, how much do I trust this guy? Should I trade him? You know, is it going to be trash like last week or like last year and last week, right? Everyone's kind of like week one was terrible. So what do you want to do with him? To me, he's not a wide receiver one. Um, a two, I'd still be like iffy. I don't know. Like he, like he had a good first half. He had what, three catches, 68 yards, something like that. And then the second half, he had one catch for six yards. So he just kind of like disappeared after that. Yeah, I mean, he should have had the two touchdowns, but I think at that point, Cleveland was just trying to like run the ball and get the game over with. Right, but, which they did. A, I mean, I don't know if I should give Burrow more of the, the credit because they were not able to close him out. I mean, it, it turned into a close game. 
kept your parlay alive. So that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> we got the cover barely. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, uh, the rest of the guys too. I mean, obviously, is there anyone else on that team? You have OBJ and you have Jarvis Landry and then you have Hooper. Is there anyone else that you, as a wide receiver, that you're even like that's in the ballpark of you even thinking about like on your radar? I feel like OBJ would be the only one I'd want in like my starting lineup and we start three wide receivers in ours. Um, even Landry, like he did okay, but like they didn't really target him a ton. And then Hooper, like me personally, I drafted him because I ran out of money in our auction draft and he was like one of the only ones I can get for a buck. And then I dropped him for um, Jonu Smith because I thought he looked really good last week. And so, I don't know if that says anything, I dropped Hooper. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, he only had four targets. I think they are using him quite a bit as a run blocker, which you, you never really know until they get to a team. But he looked good out there doing that, which obviously they're a wonderfully, you know, set up for the run now. Um, I mean, how is this one of those things like OBJ? Is that kind of like, you know, if it's going to be a bad team, you're throwing him out there? Or is he a start every single week? Or where, where are you sitting with him right now after seeing a very, um, you know, kind of a, a polarized difference between week one and week two? I mean, I feel like if you have him in a league like ours where you start three wide receivers, you're probably not going to have a third wide receiver better than him. So, I mean, I would, I would have definitely have him in my lineup. Like the, for the leagues where you only have two wide receivers starting, that's one where I would probably be a little more iffy and it just kind of depends on who you have on your roster. Yeah, I kind of, I feel like OBJ, I mean, I, I obviously I like his talent. We talk him up quite a bit, but at the same time, we know the limitations of the Browns for, you know, the past year or so. Um, it, it's very difficult because with a guy that talented, how do you take him out of your lineup? And, and yeah. right, like when you draft him, if he's healthy, how do you not play him? That that's becomes a very difficult thing. And I think, that is one of the hard parts about picking a team. And if you're deep or if you pick players like that or say a Will Fuller or a Hollywood Brown, how do you decide whether or not to play them? I mean, f for you even, like, I, yeah. obviously after a few weeks, it's easier to say, well, I do it by, by matchup, right? But especially early on, are you just playing these guys and saying, hey, if they burn me, they burn me? Or I feel like that's kind of what I've been doing a, a little bit, like, you can't play the matchup in my mind quite yet. Um, no. Even though last week I kind of knew Baltimore wasn't going to be a great matchup, but you never know. I mean, OBJ, it took one, one play for him to, mm -hmm. to matter, right? I don't know. What is yeah, your I mean, thinking on like, that? I feel like for OBJ, like I'm probably going to play him against most people. Like Pittsburgh, their D looked really good. So like against yeah, them, very good. If, if you have someone to toss in there over him, I might, you know, if I've got a feeling, I would probably definitely like look for someone else there, but I don't know. I just, I, I don't see him as like the hundred percent have to start, but it all depends on like who you have on your roster. And I think the other thing too with him is there was like some chatter this past week about like him kind of wanting out. And it's like, you know, if they lose a couple more games, like where is he going to be at with that? You kind of saw how it happened with the Giants. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I would not be shocked, to be completely honest. I mean, obviously, they, they tried to use him today, right? He had six targets, which led the team. Um, Austin Hooper had the next closest with four. Um, he had the long one, right, the 43-yard touchdown. He has 74 yards on four catches. I, I could see them, and, you know, this is a little conspiracy, but I can see someone wanting to move a player because of a large contract or they just don't fit the scheme 
And then they're saying, well, we're going to try to really use him for a couple of weeks to get the bidding war up or make him look like, yeah. oh, yeah, he's still got it. Um, I, I don't know why I think that. Maybe I'm completely off. But I feel like if I was a head coach, that's what I would do. <laughs> I feel like all I need <laughs> is one good game and then he, yeah. you know, and then, and then throw his name back out there. Because everyone, I mean, OBJ is a household name. He'll help sell tickets. He's, you know, well, when, when you can go to games, he'll sell tickets. <laughs> sell jerseys. It's a, yeah. it's a shame Dallas got CeeDee Lamb because I feel like Jerry Jones would be all over him. Oh, that. he'd be he'd be all over him. It would be, it'd be a game over. He would, he'd still probably trade for him. Like, it would be like four wide receivers deep. Let's do this. Uh, you know, and, and Jarwin did get hurt. He, um Maybe they just line him up as a tight end instead. What's <laughs> a video game? Yeah, exactly. Speed, just go routes all day. Um, but might as well get to the kind of the cream of the crop. Um, Nick Chubb and Cream Hunt. Uh, my gosh, both. I don't. I truly don't know. I like Chubb better, but I don't know which one is yeah. actually the better running back. Both of them look incredibly good. And Chubb, the if you were worried about last week. Um, I, I look good as of right now. I was correct in thinking, okay, Baltimore got up very quickly and they just punished him. So that's why he only had 10 carries. Cream Hunt had 13. This is more of what I assumed it was going to be. And Cream Hunt really only had what one, I think he only had one attempt, maybe at the very end of the third, he had another one, but I think he only had one attempt pretty much going into the fourth quarter. And then they, yeah, he, he had, he had uh, one in, at the first half. And then I think he ended with 10, but like most of it was in the fourth. Okay, yeah. And so uh, Nick Chubb had 22 carries. Kareem Hunt had 10. Both of them killed it. I mean, Nick Chubb averaged 5.6 yards a carry. Kareem Hunt, 8.6. Uh, Nick Chubb had two touchdowns. Kareem Hunt had one. And then he also caught a touchdown. He uh, caught two for 15 yards in the touchdown. Uh, Nick Chubb did have one catch for nine yards. So it's not completely... Uh, mm-hmm. one side on there. They don't throw the running backs all that often. Um, obviously, well, I would – right now – The running backs are in the first. Yeah, and right now yeah. you have to think that, like, Nick Chubb is 1A, right? Uh, when, when do you get afraid that Kareem Hunt might cut into that more? It might actually turn into a 50-50 when the game isn't out of, you know, out of hand, assuming they're, I, you know – I mean, I would probably just go in every week assuming it could be a 50-50. They both look great, and they're both starting running backs. So, I was going to say, where, where do you actually put Hunt? So, like, I, yeah. if depending on where, right, like Hunt could easily, after watching this, and even last yeah. week, you have to believe that Hunt is easily in a flex position, even if Chubb is clearly the number one as far as rushes go. Mm-hmm. Where does he fall for you? I mean, is he a running back, like back end running back two? running back three or, you know, depending on how you have your league set up, is he a, a safe flex for you or is he still needs one more game to see what it looks like when they're not getting blown out by Baltimore? Yeah, I, I mean, I would probably start him honestly in the running back two range. I feel like what he had 12 touches this game. I feel like that's probably going to grow, especially the fact of how efficient he was on everything he's done. Yeah. And like kind of how they did when they did the split last year, I think in like the back half of the year, um, Hunt had, I think he outscored Chubb in all but like two games that they played together. So I don't know he's talented there. I think they they probably are just going to go with like the hot hand, and if one of them starts to struggle, then the other one's going to kind of take over a little bit more. Yeah, but, and the thing that made me feel a little bit better about it was um, like when one got down to the goal line, they didn't take one out. They they didn't really play goal line favorite um, because both of them are <laughs> you know just 
animals when you, you give them the ball. Except for the one where Chubb got down to the one yard line and they gave him like basically five one yard. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I, well, did they think they like they called it a touchdown at first though, didn't they? Yeah. And then they had to come yeah. back out. So yeah, yeah. Well, there was a couple of those today. I mean, I'm trying to think what else got like even OBJ. Like there's he almost got like that was a close one. And then um, uh, was it? Oh, Giovanni Bernard, did he get called back as well? Yeah, his got called back. I actually thought that was a touchdown and, like, ran upstairs to get something that came back down. And I thought, like, the Browns had – or, I'm sorry, I thought, like, the Bengals had picked it off again. And I was like, <laughs> thought they were going how did that get called back? Like, I just assumed it was already a touchdown. Yeah, and that was a rough one, too, because – well, might as well jump over, right? But Cleveland looked so much better. And um, yeah. it, it, it made me feel a little bit better about backing. Like, I think Baker will have a bounce back year. Nick Chubb is still fine. All of that seems to be true. Uh, we'll see what happens with OBJ and, and Jarvis. Uh, I think they still have a little ways to go with the passing game. But if they can run the ball like this, it will open up a lot of opportunity for those guys. So I, I feel a lot better about them. Um, they as far remind as, me of Tennessee a little bit where it's like they're going to run first. Very good point. And AJ Brown and, you know, Corey Davis last week, at least, um, yeah. looked pretty good. You, you don't need as many passing attempts in order to get, you know, get your points if you're going to be OBJ or something, especially someone that has down the field ability like him. Um, mm -hmm. But speaking of passing attempts, <laughs> talk about throwing the, the rookie into the fire. Um, obviously, last week, he did not have the stats to back it up, but we really, everyone liked what they saw for the most part, right? He did not have a touchdown, he had an interception, but people really liked it. He almost had that, you know, a game winning touchdown, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. Week two, <laughs> he went 37 for 61. They let him throw it that many times. 316 yards, uh, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. He was sacked three times. Once again, he looked very good, but obviously he is throwing a lot of shorter passes, which makes yeah. a lot of sense, right? 61 or attempts or 37 completions, and you barely get over 300 yards. Still a very, very good game. But what do you see for him? And the people, like, everyone's going to start asking, when can I actually throw him on my bench? When can I start using him if I wanted to, especially for, like, a streamer, say? Like, maybe not every game, but, yeah. I mean, are you comfortable enough? QB is very deep. But, I mean, if they use him like this, he had a very good game. He's going to be, a, you know, a top 10 quarterback this week for sure. Yeah. He's, it's like one thing where the Bengals are going to lose a lot of games. I mean, they were the number one pick for a reason, and getting a quarterback didn't solve their defense. <laughs> and, <laughs> like, you know, Cleveland looked terrible against Baltimore, and then in the first half looked amazing. So, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people are going to be able to score some points on them and Burrow's going to have to keep throwing it. So, I mean, I, I would feel comfortable streaming him. Like, he's not a set it and forget it kind of guy, but he's one that I would definitely play, especially against a plus matchup. I, I, like, I think Troy Aikman made a joke too. Like once he got to 60 throws, he was like, I didn't get to that many in three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How true is that though? Like, you better get to 300 yards with 60 throws. Yeah, I mean, that is very true. <laughs> it would be embarrassing if you didn't. Uh, okay, well, speaking of it, the people you're actually throwing to, um, a very mixed bag, if, if you're asking me. It's very interesting because I still can't put my finger on, uh, you know, what this necessarily means for any one of the wide receivers. Um, I mean, tell you the truth, Tyler Boyd ends up at the top of the heap right now for this game with seven receptions, 72 yards, and a touchdown. 
with eight targets, but that touchdown came at the very end, right? I mean, it was beyond garbage time. Thankfully. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I mean, other than that, I don't feel like he went towards Boyd very often uh, early on in the game. Mm-hmm. AJ Green, who I, who I yeah. really do like, they try to give him the ball. I, I don't know if he just looks like a step a little slow than he usually would be if, I mean, you know, a little unfair, some of the throws wanting him to catch it. They weren't bad, badly thrown by any means, but mm-hmm. um, tough grabs without a doubt. But they targeted him 13 times, which is great <laughs> to see, but he only got three of them. So, and then obviously everything in between, we'll get into tight ends in a moment, but between Boyd and AJ Green, uh, who would you rather have right now? And, and what is your like rationalization as it's probably going to be up and down for the next couple of weeks anyway? Yeah. I, I mean, for both of them, I'm just kind of like, it'd be nice to have them as like a wide receiver three. And I, I guess for a wide receiver three, I want opportunity. And if you're going to get someone with 13 targets and, you know, 10 plus targets is kind of where you want to be. I'd probably go with the opportunity there. Boyd did more with his, you know, being seven for eight, but having, you know, almost twice as many targets, I'd I'd probably lean AJ Green right now, but it's a toss up. I feel like it's going to be one of those, you just got to guess right. Yeah. I I mean, I, and I agree with you. I would, I would lean AJ Green. I know it didn't turn out the way you wanted it to today, but you have to love the fact that they went at him often. Um, And I do think they'll get on the same page. I think this is one of them. I'm, it's such a strange year. I, I mean, we come back to it all the time, but like without an off season and having a rookie quarterback and having AJ green who sat out an entire year, like the amount of rust that you have to shake off and to get on the same page, it's gotta be in, in, like incredible. So I love that they try to force feed on the ball because they're like, Hey, you're clearly the best wide receiver we have. That makes me feel better about AJ green um, not performing to the level because it, it just shows me they still have confidence in him. So I, I still have high hopes for A.J. Green, but I'm realistic in thinking uh, it's going to be a couple more weeks before he's probably anywhere near where I think he should be. Um, and I'm okay with that. I can wait because you got a deal on him in the draft anyway. Um, well, let, but Boyd, I, I don't know. I, I feel weird. If you don't get that many, that many throws, and maybe he built up a rapport with him at the end of the game. <laughs> but, I mean, it really all was near the end of the game. And it's very hard for me to say – it almost didn't even seem like he was in the game plan. Mm-hmm. And, and seeing how often Burrow threw short or to the middle of the field, um, you know, if you're, if you're throwing to the outside, he was throwing at A.J. Green for the first three quarters. It makes me kind of hesitant on Boyd still. So I feel like I could play AJ Green. I'm not so sure if I would play Boyd quite yet because if you don't get, you know, 60 throws, which you probably shouldn't, <laughs> um, you know, I, I don't know what that turns into. Um, yeah. But, you know, going to the tight end position though, uh, Uzama uh, got hurt. It, the way he was cringing, I haven't heard anything what, how extensive the injury is yet, but, it, I mean, the way he was reacting to it, it looked bad. Yeah. Um, and before he went out, he had four catches, 42 yards for, in a touchdown. He was having a really nice day. Um, the other tight end, Drew Sample, not a household name. <laughs> but uh, he, What, what he school had, did he go to? <laughs> I can't even tell you. Um, but he has seven, seven catches for 45 yards. So they're not, these are the little dump off or little short passes that um, 
that Joe Burrow is already very good at. He's very good at reading. He doesn't force the ball. So I, I like the fact, if, especially if you're in a PPR, all of a sudden Drew Sample seems kind of like a good pickup. It, depending, yeah, depending on what tight end you have, right? Especially in PPR. Because if, you know, CJ is out and Sample is the number one guy, I don't see why he couldn't get seven, eight receptions a game if you're dumping it off like that. I don't know the touchdown upside. I mean, Uzama had a touchdown. Um, but even with that, I mean, you might only end up with, you know, 50 yards on eight catches. I don't think it's going to be huge. But it definitely with that PPR, it would, it would give you enough. And you'd be like, oh, that's great. Um, half PPR even. And then if he does, you know, start using him in the red zone, it's a whole different story. But I mean, Sample looks very capable. I mean, he had a very great one-handed catch that I'm sure that'll be on, like, you know, Sports Center yeah. or whatever it may be. What is your, your feeling on this, on having a tight end that is, you know, only short routes or whatever? Like, I mean, I, it's very difficult with tight ends, right? I, I tend to go, t- like, touchdown upside. What is your feeling on this? I mean, I don't think he has touchdown upside. Like you said, the one thing I will say is, like, the O-line looked atrocious. And so Burrow's going to have to keep getting rid of the ball quickly. and it's going to be those quick out routes. And like you said, for PPR, getting that extra point, and maybe it's like five, six yards here and there. But if you, if you didn't get a tight end, if you didn't get like one of the ones who are more like, you know, top half are going to finish top five of the week, why not go with someone like that who's, who's going to get you like an okay day? It's better than those ones who get like Eric Ebron. He can get you like two touchdowns or he can get you seven yards. Yeah, I, I agree with it. It's, a, it's kind of a, a risky play, <laughs> you know, for tight end because you don't ever want to, like, house two tight ends, really, unless you have really upside guys. But if you're hurting or if you're in a very deep league, I, I truly do think that uh, Drew Sample, depending on what the injury says, but it does not look like that injury will be gone in a week. It looks yeah. like he'll get his chance to play. Um, and finally, we have to get to the run game of Cincinnati. You kind of touched on it already. <laughs> I know, leave it for the last. That's the best part. Um, Joe Mixon, I personally think is a very talented running back. We've seen it, but we've also seen that line, you know, just hang him out to dry. Um, So it's going to be a mixed bag. So he had 16 carries for 46 yards. That's only 2.9 yards per carry, uh, a long of nine. He also caught four passes, all four targets for 40 yards. So he didn't have like a, a game that kills you, right? He had 86 total yards. He had opportunities to get into the end zone. Um, he got no help doing it. <laughs> well, where, where do you fall on Mixon right now? Especially you, you drafted him in the first two rounds, right? Um, yeah. I mean, what, what are you looking at him? Are you saying good enough? Are you saying, at, at, you know, if they offered me this, I would trade him? Where's your mind at right now? I, feel, I don't feel like anyone's going to trade anything worth trading him for right now. <laughs> Maybe, and... but what if, what if a team desperately needs a running back, right? I mean, they're in, like, wh- what if – Say you have, uh, you know, whatever maybe you you have a number OBJ. one running back, <laughs> yeah, and then and then you have Mixon was your number two, but you have like a third guy, like you're like okay, I, you know, my wide receivers suck. What what would be the the least amount that you would ship Mixon off for? I, I feel like I would need a couple of running backs on my bench that are like okay for like bye weeks and stuff, but. I'll be honest, like, I haven't really thought about it too much. I actually have him in our dynasty league. <laughs> I traded for him because <laughs> I thought this would be like a rebuilding year for me. And I kind of just assumed the season wasn't going to happen <laughs> when yeah. I made the Well, trade. you actually, hold it. Is that the one you got rid of? 
Hopkins got, in? Is that, it was Hopkins yeah. for Mixon? Yeah. Oof. Yeah. After we after week one, you have to be like, ow. Oh, I lost that one. <laughs> yeah. But, but I'm on long. I get here. it though. Yeah, and Dynasty too. It's a longer play. So who knows? I mean, obviously Hopkins is gonna be great, but running back is hard to come by. Um I mean, if someone tried to give me someone younger, like you know, DK Metcalf or something, I'd probably do it. Yeah, as long as it doesn't hurt your starting roster pretty much. That, that's kind of yeah. where your head is at, yeah. So you take the upside guy if – I get that, though. And that's probably where I'm at. I feel like it's too hard – you know, what you were kind of saying, it's too hard to replace a, a running back that is going to get this kind of uh, attempts, even if the production isn't going to be there week to week. I mean – Yeah, the line looks so bad. I don't know. He just didn't have anywhere not, to really go. And yeah, not if they're going to be losing, they, they throw Bernard in there to catch, so – I feel like his role is limited a little bit by, by the game script that's going to be happening. Yeah, and I didn't feel as bad. Bernard was in there at kind of near the end of the game. Um, when yeah, he I wasn't felt, taking like actually any real plays. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt. I felt like it was more of um, the game wasn't over, but it was kind of over. And um, he did almost get into the end zone. He didn't quite they did throw it to him seven times, but that's when they were kind of dinking and ducking all the way down the field. And, you know, and, and to be fair, that's also kind of part of the Drew Sample thing, right? He, he probably got three catches on that final drive. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't feel like he took anything away. And, and seeing them throw to Mixon and him catching all four today um, makes me a little less hesitant uh, to play him, a little more, like, confident that I, you know, I'm not going to give him away for nothing. At least that's where I'm at right now. I, I think – it's just too hard to make up. I mean, he has 16 carries. At some point, he will get in the end zone, you have to believe. I, as for my comment of, like, you know, trading him for, like, someone like DK, I feel like that would be only if I was, like, really needed wide receivers. And I feel like people would know that <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I was desperate kind of thing. Like, I, I probably wouldn't give him up, though. I wouldn't give up on him yet. Right. But I think that's a fair one. I, I, because I like DK, too, right? So, you're, I like the comparison of being, like, if you, if you can – like lose a running back and you you want to pick up a, a wide receiver who I, who I would like who would I be looking at I'd be looking at a, a younger guy that is a you know a one two like you're probably not you're not going to get a number one wide receiver out of it so yeah. go with the guy that has you know good upside on a good team and um, we've already seen it in week one with DK so why not like we'll see where this guy is like you know I mean and that would be a realistic guy you could get I mean you, I would, I mean, I would take that trade if if someone was like, uh, you know, I, I want DK, I'll give you Joe Mixon. I would do that right now, but it would it would seem like a fair trade. It'd be whatever benefited you, right? Wide receiver or running back. Yeah, I, yeah, I think someone's gonna trade send the offer now DK for Mixon in our dynasty league, and I'm gonna reject it. But <laughs> <laughs> it's probably it's probably gonna happen. Before we go, I do have to, like, obviously here we love, you know, betting on the games and doing all that. But I actually – I don't have any idea what your parlay is. What what games are you actually betting on this this week? Yeah, so I did a parlay where I got uh, I got the Bengals, and then I got Buffalo minus six, and then Green Bay minus six. So just a small, like, three-team parlay. But I, don't know, I feel like they're all pretty good. I thought today was going to be much easier than it was <laughs> rather than the last second, but I don't know. I could see green Bay just rolling Detroit and Buffalo can't stop Josh Allen. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I <know. laughs> oh, well, I guess the last thing I will ask you, 
where is your mind at with Chicago? Like fancy, you probably hear more about Chicago Bears than any of us do. Like, where's your head at with fantasy value of the players on that team? Might as well ask a guy that's a native. Yeah, um, I would probably take Allen Robinson, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah, is I, it- I, Anthony Miller, actually, like, there's been some chatter that, like, Robinson wants out because he took the Bears off of his, like, Instagram page. And so if that was the case, then, like, Anthony Miller, I would keep as, like, a stash. But, like, I'm not starting him right now. <laughs> there's the running backs kind of, like, a mess. Montgomery, I think he kind of stinks. Cohen, it seems like he just seems like he lost his step, and then they're kind of like running out Cordero Patterson, which I don't know why they keep trying to force him into the game. And then I just think Trubisky sucks. So. Yeah, I don't think you're alone. <laughs> it, it, it's hard to watch, and he had a great, he had a great fancy game last week, which makes it even like harder to talk crap about him because because he no, t- I mean, and he torched Detroit, so it feels like I'm being a hater. But the first three quarters were excruciating to watch. Yeah. He, like, I think the past three games, he's had three touchdowns and 300 yards against Detroit, and then he's crap against everyone else. So I don't, I think, I don't blame Nagy for playing him, but I feel like his leash is going to be pretty short because they have a pretty easy schedule coming up. And so he, he better be like three and two by week five. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at least. At least. Yeah. How, how true? It like, doesn't look good. What are the uh, what are what are the people actually saying about um, Robinson? Do they actually think that he's trying to get out, or like what is what is Chicago yeah. actually saying? Because right now, I mean, I heard the same thing about Instagram, but I, I don't have any idea what that means, right? I mean, could everyone's be, like, could just, be just give a him a fit. contract. Like, why are you being cheap? You know, you paid all that money for Nick Foles to be a backup with Trubisky, and then you're your best one of your best players you're not going to pay so i love that that's biting him already I, as soon as they did it, i was yeah. like if you don't like no matter you're screwed now like either you bench trubisky who you gave all that you know draft capital away for or you bench Foles, who you're giving a fat salary to that could go to someone else like it, you're it's thank, a rough spot right now thank god for bill o'brien because <laughs> this would be under a lot more heat without him making the trades that he does <laughs> oh that's great All right. Well, that is it for the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast today. Uh, More coming soon. Craig will be back. um, And we will talk to you all later. Thank you. See you.